Well, I wanted to start, uh, you know, we got Easter, we're in the Lenten season, and uh, Easter is right around the corner, right? Uh, in two weeks is Palm Sunday, and then it's Easter. Uh, and, and it's kind of hard to believe that it is barreling down that fast uh, towards us. But I wanted to, in, the, in these, these two weeks before we do Palm Sunday service, an Easter Sunday service, I wanted to get into basics. You know the chorus, probably. You probably went to Sunday school or if you, when you were little, or if you didn't, you heard it later in life when you came uh, to church, or if you haven't at that point, you have certainly heard these words, right? Read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll... Grow, grow, grow. Yeah, yeah. And then do you know the other verse? Don't read your Bible, forget to pray, and you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. Yeah, yeah. And you know, all the, all the motions we used to do where we shrink down in our seats. And, and when I was little, which I know is hard to imagine, but I was little at one point, um, and we'll grow, grow, grow. You try to get all the way up on your tippy toes and put your hands up as high as you can. Such a simplistic Sunday school chorus, and yet so profound to the believer. A very simple message. You want to grow spiritually. You want to grow emotionally. You want to grow intellectually. Read your Bible. Pray. Every day. Right, I love that because it's, it even tells you how often. Well, every day. So I wanted to focus on that first part this Sunday. And then we'll have uh, Major Becky Hogg will be coming next week and, and bringing to us the pray part. Read your Bible. Do you understand how precious this is how precious the word of God is. This gift that has been given to us, that is so convenient for us, right? We don't have to go like in the Old Testament times and, and go to the tabernacle and have someone roll out the scroll and try to find where is it, where is it, where is it. We don't have that. It is literally right here. And I'm willing to bet... You brought one here, and I'm willing to bet you got like three more at your house. How many at your house are covering and collecting dust, though? You see, this gift, this tool that God has given us to help us with so many things, it's only as good as us being able to use it and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us as we are using it. Read your Bible every day. <clears throat> you and I, and Scripture is clear in what, what uh, Charlie read a moment ago, thy word, your word, your Scripture is a light to my feet and a lamp for my path. You want to know where to go? 
you want to know where God's leading, you need scripture. And what was read even before that by the sergeant major that Paul wrote in the New Testament? All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. All scripture. Now, if you are anything like me, I think at the back of my head, really, all scripture? Like if you read Leviticus or Deuteronomy, oh my gosh. Yes, all scripture. I praise God that when I read Leviticus, the blood of Christ has allowed me so much freedom. You and I first need to be fed by the word. As we would consume a meal, fed by the word of God. Jeremiah 15, 16 says this, Your words were found and I ate them. Your words became my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord, God of hosts. You were, your words were found and I consumed them. Right? It's not like reading some books that you and I may read. I love history books. I'm sure many of you have different tastes in what kind of books you read. When I read these types of books, I just read them. When I read scripture, I consume it like a meal because it sustains my spirit. And there are days that if I miss reading, I'm off kilter a little. Things bug me a little more than maybe they should. Jesus said also in Matthew 4, talking, and you remember this, Jesus in Matthew 4 saying, Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, unpack that a little more. And if you remember the story in the context of where Jesus says this, do you remember who he was saying it to? He was saying it to Lucifer, who had come to tempt him after he had fasted for 40 days. And Satan comes and says, just turn that rock into bread. You, you know, you're God, do that. It'll be fine. And Jesus responds, no. Shouldn't live on bread, shouldn't live on food alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. First Peter 2 Verse 2 says this, like newborn infants, long for pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. Now many of you in here have had children, have children. Many of you had young children. Some of you currently have young children. And when your child is hungry, is there any doubt that your child is hungry? They let you know rather forcefully. 
Do we have that same hunger for the word of God that nothing else will suffice for us? Now, I'm not saying we should throw fits. But do we have that same hunger, craving, longing for spiritual milk? You see, what does all this really mean, these scriptures? You see, when we eat physical food, when you and I eat physical food, it provides for us the nutrients, it provides for us the energy we need to sustain our life. If we don't eat food, then we'll become very malnourished. We'll become very weak. It's no different for the word of God. Spiritual food is similar that reading your Bible gives you what you need to grow spiritually. But when you and I skip a spiritual meal and we become more susceptible to temptation, we become more susceptible to doubt, it lessens our ability to cope with the challenges of the day. Am I the only one that ever faces challenges almost daily? Surely not. I don't think I'm unique. All of us have challenges. All of us have temptations. All of us can be susceptible to doubt. And when we skip that spiritual meal of reading God's word, of consuming God's word, then maybe that little voice of temptation becomes a little louder. Maybe that feeling of doubt becomes a little more sure in us. Maybe we feel a little more distant from God. Now, I want to say to you that if you feel distant from God, God didn't move. I did. You did. God never, has never taken his presence from me. So we should feed on the word of God. We should also be educated by the word of God. How else can we learn about God? Right, we, we learn about God through reason, right? God has given us a mind, has given us a brain to use. May we use that reason to learn more about God. We learn about God through tradition. Now, when I say tradition, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. What I mean by tradition is the church, we learn about God through the church. And when I say the church and tradition, I mean the body of Christ, right? Not this building, but you and me. I learn about God by interacting with you, and I pray you learn about God by interacting with me. We also learn about God through our experience, right? If we went around the room and talked about our 
conversion experience or we talked about a holiness moment in our life, I'm willing to bet that no two are alike. Our experiences are, are as vast as our personalities because God is a personal God. But that's also how we learn about God through our reason, through our tradition, through our experience. But all of that is superseded by Scripture, right? If our reason doesn't fall in line with Scripture, then our reason is flawed. If our traditions don't fall in line with Scripture, then our traditions are flawed. If our experience that we feel happen aren't in line with Scripture, then they are misunderstood and misinterpreted. To be clear, God is not a God of chaos. God is who he says he is. He will always be who he says he is. And where does he say who he says he is? Right here in Scripture. Second Timothy 3.16, again, all Scripture, all of it, is breathed out by God. You know that breathed out? I love that, he, that Paul uses that word. Why? Why? Because it harkens back to Adam and Eve and breathing life into us. All scripture is breathed out by God. God breathes out the breath of life. And profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correcting, and for training in righteousness. Romans 15.4 says this, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. We might have hope. I don't know about you. My hope is pretty secure. Romans 10.17, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. After all, how would we know that God is love without 1 John 4, 8? Whoever does not love does not know God. Why? Because God is love. How would, we not, how would we know that God is light without John 18.22? Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. How would we know God is righteous? If we didn't read in Psalm 11:7, for the Lord is righteous, he loves righteous deeds, and the upright shall behold his face. How would we know God's will for us if we did not read, be holy, because I, the Lord your God, Am holy. If we did not read, 
where Jesus says, and you've heard me say it over and over again, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor like yourself. How would we know the will of God for our lives if we didn't know those things? What is revealed in Scripture? We must be fed. We must be educated. We must know how to use it. Now, there's a couple ways for us to use our Bible. One of the ways that we do every Tuesday night here in this room, as well as on our live stream, is by reading the Bible together. We read the Bible with other people. 1 Timothy 4.13 says this, Devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. This is clearly an important mandate from Scripture, that we should read the Bible together corporately. That's why every Tuesday night we have Bible study. That's why every Sunday someone gets up here and publicly reads the Scripture. But that's one way to use it. There are certainly more. We must also meditate on the Bible in private. We must take time in our own personal, private life every day to read God's words. And, and maybe, because it just hits a little different when you read it out loud. We must allow the scripture to kind of wash over us and to speak to us. Lord, what are you saying to me here? Let me meditate on what this truly means. Another way to read the Bible is by responding to the Bible in prayer. And this is a little different than meditating in that we allow scripture to lead us in response to God. It's this kind of when you read, be holy for I am holy, it's that, Lord, help me to be holy. That guided response, what does this mean for me personally? Father, how can you help me do what you have called me to do? But there are also some practical steps. Because sometimes I think we, we look at the Bible and we say 66 books, that's a lot. It's a lot of information in here. It's just so much. How can I consume this? First, let me give you a couple practical things. One, pick a, a version of the Bible that is understandable to you. Right? Now, many of you probably love the King James. I, I, can't, I can't do it. It, it, it. it takes too much from brain power for me to understand what Scripture is saying when I use the King James. Now, many of you may love that and praise God. Pick a version, a translation that is understandable to you. Pick a book of the Bible and work your way through it. Maybe you pick, for me, I love John. I could read John all the time. 
Maybe you pick John or you pick your favorite book and say, I'm going to read a chapter a day. And then when I'm done with that, I'm going to go to another book and read a chapter a day. <clears throat> read a little every day. Give yourselves, right, because it's a lot to consume. So give yourselves, the great thing is, hundreds of years ago, someone decided we should split this up into chapters and verses so it's easy to find and a little easier to consume. Decide, today I'm going to read one chapter, or today I'm going to read ten verses, and read them, and then read the next, and then read the next the next day. And moreover, if you're reading and you decide, I'm going to read one chapter, and you feel the Holy Spirit saying, read a little more. Don't fight that. Read a little more. Another practical step is pray before you start. Because the thing is, when you read scripture, you or I do not get to decide what scripture means. God does. If I decide what scripture means and it doesn't line up with God, well then I'm preaching and teaching falsely. I don't get to decide, and neither do you. We have to line up with what God says Scripture means. Pray before you start. Ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. And last practical step here. If you get to something you don't quite understand, write down the verse. Write down what you don't understand and seek out someone. Who, can, who you trust, who has wise counsel, and ask them, what do you think this means? What, what is God saying here? What is this? How does this apply to me? There is no shame in not understanding. There's no shame in asking. I ask all the time. What do you think that is? Like me and Amanda have these conversations all the time. What, what do you... What do you get from that? I have this conversations with some of you. If you want to grow, then this isn't optional. Scripture is vital to the believer. This morning as we, we close up and ask Evangeline to come back to the piano. This one's a pretty easy, straightforward thing. Are you reading scripture every day? You don't have to answer that. But think about that on, for yourself. Are you reading scripture every day? If you are, praise God. Then think through, how can I go even deeper with God? If you aren't, don't go any further without realizing the importance of the message tied in with the Bible and what God has for you and how much you are missing out on by only receiving from the scriptures on Sunday and on Tuesday. 
Decide for yourself. This is important. I need to dedicate 15 minutes a day to this. I will confess to you, there are days I miss. I am not proud of that fact. And in fact, on those days I do miss, I feel that. This morning, won't you come and dedicate yourself to understanding who God is, to understanding his will for your life by allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you through his holy word. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. Won't you come this morning as the piano plays?